Hello, everybody, and welcome to our 15th edition of Clissus Mic Drop, the podcast that we started at the beginning of this season. Hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, both my commentary about the games uh, that just happened, an upcoming game, and then also the interviews we've had uh, throughout our podcast this season. Uh, Broncos, I tell you what, uh, five and eight, but there seems to be an energy around here like they're going for the playoffs. I haven't seen anything like it. I think they were so discouraged under Vance Joseph the past two years uh, that Vic Fangio has them headed in the right direction. There's a nice young nucleus here. Uh, basically, uh, eight, eight really solid star to starter players from the past two draft classes. Bradley Chubb, Philip Lindsay, um, you've got Cortland Sutton, a real good player, and Alexander Johnson, uh, inside linebacker surprise from last year. This year, Noah Fant has really come on in the first round. Uh, let's see here. Help me out with the um, with the, oh, the second round was a big was a big uh, round for the Broncos with Dalton Reisner and now Drew Locke. Locke, of course, being uh, the key to all of them. And then Draymond Jones, defensive lineman, I think is going to be a starter for the Broncos starting next year. Don't think Draymond will play this week, uh, but a chance he plays uh, the following week. Uh, Ron Leary, also with the concussion that he got uh, against the Chargers two weeks ago, I think they're going to hold him out one more week. So Austin Schlotman, all those consonants and still a long O for Schlotman, I have to ask him about that, um, will be the starting Right guard as the Broncos take on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in Arrowhead Stadium. Mid-December in Arrowhead, even Elway in his prime had trouble with that type of game. Uh, you will listen uh, on this podcast to a fine interview we had uh, with Will Parks. The Broncos, really, he's been a nickelback, uh, uh, their, their slot corner, more than he has been a safety this year, especially um, starting with the Chiefs game back in October. He was lined up across from Tyreek Hill, First play of the game, couldn't believe it. Uh, he got hurt in that game, uh, damaged his left thumb, sat out two games, and wound up uh, coming back and playing with the cast. And he's been tremendous on, on special teams, on kickoff coverage, and uh, playing the nickel the last two or three games for the Broncos. Been really active all over the field. And uh, what a find he's been for the Broncos. Not a find, but uh, that whole nickel uh, you know, kind of makes him a super sub uh, where he can play the box safety, he can play some free safety, and now he can play cornerback, and that's going to help him as he enters free agency. He's a, a six-round draft pick out of Arizona, uh, and uh, one of the better uh, picks from that draft class. It started bad with Paxton Lynch, uh, but then you wound up with uh, um, Justin Simmons, in the in the in the third round, and uh, the Bron he ain't going anywhere. By the way, even though he's a free agent, the Broncos will use their franchise tag on him if they have to. Uh, you have uh, also in 2016 Connor McGovern, the center um, for the Broncos. Be interesting to see what happens with him. Let's look ahead to the uh, Chiefs game before we get to that interview with Will Parks. Of course, uh, I think I think. Uh, the Broncos have lost eight in a row, and you can tell the team just in their conversations. Uh, Cortland Sutton said, "Not uh, when we beat the not if we beat the Chiefs, but when we do." Uh, even Ed Donatel today, the defensive coordinator, who never says anything controversial, uh, uh, came out there today and uh, made a made a comment to the fact that 
you know, teams have beaten Patrick Mahomes. He's good, uh, but, but teams have beaten him. Uh, why not us? So the Broncos are taking a new attitude as they've lost eight in a row to the Chiefs. They just haven't had the firepower. And, of course, uh, there is hope in Broncos country that they have the answer to Patrick Mahomes and Drew Locke. Locke, a pure passer. We now know that. Uh, the ball really comes out of his hand well. Had a fantastic game last week against the Houston Texans. The Texans, nine-and-a-half-point favorites, and they did have a hangover from playing the Colts for the division lead and the Patriots in back-to-back -back games. Won them both. They thought they could just uh, crawl out of bed and uh, beat the Broncos with uh, one hand behind their back, and it didn't happen. The Broncos spanked them. It was a 38-3 game. Uh, final score was 38-24. Not, not indicative of how much the Broncos dominated that game. Uh, Drew Locke, the first rookie ever to throw for more than 300 yards and three touchdowns in his, in his, uh, as an NFL rookie. That is, uh, that is saying something. Uh, can Drew Locke continue it against the Chiefs on the road near his hometown of Lee Summit, Missouri, which is about 20 miles away from Arrowhead? Uh, maybe it's, no, it's more like 13 miles away from Arrowhead, 20-minute drive. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how Drew Locke plays in front of his uh, friends and family. He's used to it, of course. He played four years at Missouri. He was a starter there. He was a starter there as a true freshman. So I don't think it's going to shake him up too much. Uh, I think it's the Chiefs' defense he has to worry about uh, just a little bit more. Uh, some of the guys that they were missing, Kendall Fuller, um, uh, the guy in uh, Chris Jones, their defensive tackle. Uh, Frank Clark is banged up, but uh, Sammy Watkins. Some of the guys that uh, missed the game against the Broncos will be healthy. The one hope for the Broncos in this game is Patrick Mahomes is not quite right. He's playing on it. Basically, he's still mending from a dislocated knee. He had the bum ankle earlier this year, and now he has a pretty badly uh, bruised right hand, throwing hand. So Patrick Mahomes is beat up here in year two. He has not been as effective. So if the Broncos are going to beat the Chiefs, uh, it might be uh, this week in Arrowhead, difficult as that task may be. Right now, we're going to let you listen to our interview with Will Parks, a very good interview. The Broncos safety turned uh, nickelback, and I hope you enjoy this. Uh, Will was uh, very passionate, very uh, loves to talk, one of, the, one of the bigger personalities on the team, so I know you're going to enjoy it. And then we'll come back and talk more about Broncos Chiefs on the other side. Will, welcome. Thank you. They're going to have to change the position on your player profile, man. Yeah, they're going to have to put like every position on there. <laughs> yeah. The, the nickel cornerback, I have to admit, I was surprised the last time you guys faced the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And who's lined up over across Tyreek Hill, <laughs> of all guys, is Will Parks. Yeah, tell man. us, Tell us about that experience. Uh, it was good. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, we all know he's – probably the fastest guy that ever stepped on the football yeah. field in the last probably 50 years. So, um, you know, just lining up in front of him. Um, I like it, though. I like it because it gets me, gives me a chance to just expand my, my playmaking ability, um, you know, let coaches know that I'm able to run with guys that's that fast of that caliber. 
Um, so it was exciting. It's always exciting to face a guy like that. He's a great player too. So yeah, um, it's good to you know get your nose wet and, and, and face guys like that. You got hurt in that game, unfortunately. And yeah. uh, uh, did you break the thumb? Tore it up? Or what? Yeah. I know you needed surgery. It was yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, it, it was completely broken off. Like uh -huh. uh, at first, it was just. All this was stitched up, as you can see. The scar goes always down to about my wrist, and then yeah. these three up here. But I got the rods taken out before the uh, um, Houston game that week. I got them taken out on yeah. Monday. Then I played that Sunday. Yeah. How difficult has it been to play with a cast? Um, I, I guess the only uh, difficult thing is, you know, there's no excuses. You know, <laughs> and no excuses. You just got to produce. Yeah. And I kind of that's kind of been my motto. I tweeted that throughout the year plenty of times, and um, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I can't really answer that because, you know, I'm out there in the field. So if they got me out there in the field, I got to be able to do everything I would be able to do if I didn't have the cast on. So yeah. it's pretty it's pretty amazing to see what I've been able to do with it on. The you know, there's, there's you know, a, a history of cornerbacks moving back to safety. Mm -hmm. Not a big list of safeties moving yeah. up to corners. <laughs> Tell us about that adjustment. Um, uh, that's well. First, it's just the coaches, you know, trusting in my ability to mm. move my feet well and use my hands and make plays on the ball, um, and, and end up in tough situations. Mm. You know, obviously playing a nickel, um, you're in a lot of uh, two-way goal situations, so the guy can go this way and this way and get there fast. Um, you're the guy on the field with the least amount of help and stuff like that. And that's how I've been raised. You know, my whole life I just grew up, uh, you know, going through those kind of situations, not really having help other than my mom, my dad. And obviously, you know, having experience in uh, Arizona playing actual nickel and then going back to safety and yeah. corner and whatnot, I guess that kind of helped me out too. How did a Philly kid wind up in Arizona? Uh, I don't know. It was a coaching <laughs> change. It was a coaching change. So Todd okay. Graham, I was committed to him at Pitt during my junior year of high school. Oh, okay. Paul Chris came to Pitt. Todd Graham went to ASU. But Rich Rod came out of TV and went to U of A. My okay. DB coach, who I was committed to at Pitt as well, went to U of A. I went out there to hear what happened. And uh, I went out there. I committed within like six hours. Still, it wasn't. Even there, it is. It is really about the coach more than the school sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Because um, uh, the coaches, you know, they they have that that ability to tell the scouts, the NFL pro scouts, you know, hey, this guy's a good player, this guy's not. And uh, you know, um, obviously, I fell in love with the school and the school Arizona bared down means so much to me, and you know, it helped me grow. I think that was the best decision I ever made in my life. You. Uh have not been a fifth round bust. You know, they- Six, it, it, six round. You were a six round? Pick 219. Wow. Yeah. You definitely weren't a six round bust. Nah. Four years, played every game until the uh, thumb injury and only missed two, two. Mm -hmm. only missed two with that. Describe your four year career here. Um, It's been amazing. Uh, it's mm -hmm. been amazing. That's a great question, Mike. It's been mm -hmm. amazing, man. And, uh, you know, for, from from Pat Bowling, down mm -hmm. to Joe Ellis, down to John Elway, down to, uh, uh, you know, the Bowling family. Um, all the way down to the janitors. It's been a first-class organization, you know, from day one. It's crazy because when I came here on my official visit, you know, I visited multiple teams and I came here. Yeah. I went back to Arizona and I was talking to a bunch of my former teammates. So I was like, yo, I don't know why I'm seeing all this orange and blue around here in Tucson. And it was Bronco fans, you know, Bronco yeah. fans all the way out Arizona. And, uh, you know, long story short, I ended up coming here and, you know, the, the city has embraced me with, with open arms uh, since day one, my family. Um, a lot of people know my mom, my dad, when they come out here, um, obviously know my face. I mean, it's just a, a, a world-class city. Um, and I was, I've been excited the last four years. Um, it's indescribable. I could go mm -hmm. on and on and on and on and on about how great this organization and this city has been to me. So, You know, the, the last couple of years were frustrating for everyone uh, with the Broncos, the fans, you guys, yeah. what happened. But this team, it feels different, even though, you know, you're five and eight now. 
it, it feels like there's almost that excitement of a playoff team. Yeah. There's been more resolve with this unit, more grit, more, uh, you know, Elway called you guys soft a couple of years ago. He, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he can't call you soft this year. No, nah, he can't do that. He, yeah. He can't do that. T tell us, how do you account for that, the, the difference in, you know, the, your personality as a team? Uh, it starts with it starts with uh, Vic. You know, mm -hmm. it starts it obviously starts with Elway. You know, him bringing in the guys he think that's able mm -hmm. to coach us and give us the best opportunity to get to the big game. Um, Vic is Italian, and uh, we all know about those hard nosed Italians. You know, and I think <laughs> it starts with him and with his whole staff. Uh, you know, everybody just not ever giving up. You know, when we were going through that phase where we were losing a lot and and doing things of that sort throughout the season, you know, Vic said, keep pounding. Vic said, keep going. Vic said, we're going to continue to work. Vic said, we're going to continue to win. And even when we were losing, you know, we kind of just kept clicking. We were doing team dinners at Del Frisco's on losses. We were doing uh, uh, team functions at Vine House when we were winning. I mean, just that charisma, that camaraderie, that team bonding, the band of brothers. Um, you know, we weren't talking about it. We were actually putting it into action. So for us to uh, come this far in the season with, you know, two great wins and obviously prior toughest challenge yet on a back stretch with the Chiefs, um, I think all those things are starting to pay off. And um, all we can do as players is just, you know, believe in the system, believe in the culture, believe in what's going on and actually realize that, you know, we can really play with anybody. And if we're on our game, you know, we think we're untouchable. We think nobody can beat us and we really believe in it. So. You're part of that 2016 draft class. Have you guys started to think, you know, uh, Gee, yeah, <laughs> you know, it might be three more weeks, yeah. and, and uh, you, you know, it's uncertain. The yeah. future's uncertain. Yeah, it's definitely uncertain, man. I, and I haven't really been thinking about it a lot, but obviously, you know, when I talk to guys and you know, guys like yourself, you know, mm -hmm. I, it, it's a question that I, I think, um, you know, obviously, it's a business first mm -hmm. and foremost, you know. But um, you can obviously, uh, you know, you want to stay somewhere. Or you're not. You're able to get a another deal, or you can't. You're able to play football again, or you're not. So I think every game is a resume for each individual to, you know, just put it all out there. I mean, obviously we're playing for the Broncos, but we all know, you know, if you're on your fourth or you know whatever contract you're on, you're playing for multiple teams because you just never yeah. know what can happen. You know, they might have a different need there, and they might let you go get somebody elsewhere. You know, so it's just a whole bunch of different things that go on. But I think the main thing is just. You know these Kansas City Chiefs right now. I'm yeah, excited. I'm excited for this. Match. Before I'm, my last one's going to be on the Chiefs, but before there, I mean you've been the super sub, yeah. kind of on defense who plays 70, 80 percent of the snaps now here lately. I, I guess the question is, I'm sure the Broncos would want you back. Yeah, I hope so. But do you want to go somewhere where you can start because you've earned those stripes too? I mean, obviously, yeah, that's that's the mm -hmm. end goal. You know, obviously, I want to be in a position where I'm a starter. I want to mm -hmm. be in a position where, uh, you know, I'm obviously like the leader, leader. A lot of guys, you know, they call me leader on the team, but um, it obviously means something when you're out there and you're on the first, um, the first, the first, the Marines. I want to say you're in the Marines, first line of yeah. battle. Um, and you're getting to it, but uh, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to start in this great league? It's a great league, you know, no matter mm -hmm. what team you're on, no matter what organization you're a part of, I'm pretty sure you can make the best out of it if you do the right thing and surround yourself with the right, right around the people. So how do you beat the Chiefs this Sunday in Arrowhead, cold weather? Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you'll yeah. probably match up against all of them. Yeah, I'd probably see all of them. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, my eighth game against them. I'm 0-7 yeah. against the Chiefs, never beat them yet. You know, so that alone right there is enough motivation for myself and at least the class of 2016 and beyond that um, to go out there. And we owe these guys something. We don't just owe the Chiefs something. We owe our organization something. That's by beating, you know, a great team like that with, like you said, those many great players on their side of the ball. I mean, we all know the kind of offense that they have. But uh, 
I think the biggest thing for us is just play Bronco football. The way we have been doing things the last, even the last four weeks, I want to say with our defense, um, I think uh, you know that's 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 who's going to who's going to be in control of this game. You know, and, and over there, Arrowhead. Will you finish strong? Good Appreciate job, man. It, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, hope you enjoyed that interview with Will Parks as much as Will seemed to enjoy uh, conducting that interview. He's uh, uh, been one of the uh, bigger, you know, more passionate. He's a, he's a friendly guy. He uh, likes to talk. Uh, yeah, he gives, uh, he, he jaws uh, during the game. We'll talk smack during the game. But he's one of those guys that just has fun. He has fun uh, being an NFL player. He has fun at practice. He has fun in games. I think uh, he really enjoys his life, uh, does Will Parks. And see if the Broncos bring him back. I think they would like him back. But uh, he's got a chance to make some real money with the versatility he showed, especially this year in Fangio's defense. Um, you know, he's got a chance to start somewhere else. I think if you're a good NFL scout, you're projecting Will Parks as a guy who can go up another level. We're here with the Broncos. He's not going to beat out Justin Simmons or Kareem Jackson at safety. And uh, Bryce Callahan coming back, he might have a, ch a tough time getting back on the field next year in the, uh, in the nickelback situation. So uh, if I were Will Parks, I would, look, I would test the market and see what's out there. He might have a real good deal for him. I uh, hate to say that on, on the Broncos' behalf, but it's just one of those things where they may have to graduate him uh, to a starting position elsewhere. Um, the big key to me in this game, uh, we didn't talk about it much the first game going into it, uh, but um, the blitz, you know, the, the Chiefs really brought pressure on Joe Flacco, who was, whose immobility really showed in that game. He was sacked eight times. Uh, many times uh, the, the, they were covered sacks where Joe didn't get rid of the ball. There was a ninth sack against the punter. Colby Wadman when there was a bust on a fake punt. Uh, so the Broncos have to pick up uh, the Chiefs. They came right up the A-gap and confused the Broncos' offensive front. I think, uh, obviously, the, the Broncos' offensive line will be uh, more prepared for the Chiefs' attack in this game. And Drew Locke uh, has, a, has a way of getting rid of the ball quicker. I mean, he's got the sidearm, underhand, uh, three-quarters deliveries that he can use uh, to get rid of the ball. Uh, he does fall back on one foot. He does scramble well. So they, they're not going to have, um, they're not going to get eight sacks against the Broncos this time, I'm confident in saying. But still, Drew Locke, I think, will have to throw under pressure in this game, and it's imperative on the Broncos' tackles. Uh, uh, not sure what's going to happen with Jawan James, but it sounds like Elijah Wilkinson uh, might get more playing time at right tackle, Bowles at the left. Austin Schlopman at right guard instead of Ron Leary, and then uh, Connor McGovern at center, and Dalton Reisner at, uh, at uh, left guard. And then the tight ends are going to have to block in this game. So uh, going to be interesting. Tyreek Hill uh, and, and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, uh, uh, one of the best tight ends. He can drop the ball once in a while. He had a big fumble against the Patriots. So, uh, um, you know, ball possession has been an issue with Kelsey over the years, but uh, he is really more of a receiver 
as a as a tight end and one of the biggest mismatches. Broncos are going to have a tough time with him. Probably Justin Simmons on him. Would think Kareem Jackson has to help out Chris Harris on Tyreek Hill. And then we'll see how the Broncos handle uh, um, Watkins on the other side. Um, Mahomes has not been playing well. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. They're 3-1 and one since he came back. Uh, his numbers haven't been there in victory. Uh, they were there in a, in a high-scoring defeat to Tennessee. Uh, we'll see what he has. He's banged up. I don't think he'll be able to, to put up the points and the, and the stats like he has in the, in the past. A real key in this game is Phillip Lindsay. He has not had nine, uh, 90 yards plus since the Cleveland Browns, which was before the bye, and he got that in nine carries. I just think uh, the Chiefs don't stop the run well, so I just think it's uh, imperative that the Broncos get a running game. Yo, you know, they say the running game travels, and so you got to run the ball for Drew Locke in this game for him to be effective. And Phillip Lindsay, uh, who's right barely on that 1,000-yard pace, he's now on a 1,005-yard pace for the season. like to see him get that 1,000 yards for a second straight year. Uh, he's going to need better than... 62 yards a game here on out in order to get it. And uh, he might as well get some cushion in this game. And finally, the Broncos, you know, uh, we, we've been talking about this. Um, they, they seem to have a, uh, a real focus and an intensity about breaking this eight-game losing streak that they have against the Chiefs. That's embarrassing to lose eight times in a row against any team in your division. Uh, regardless if they're the uh, leading the division. You're supposed to be more competitive than, than that. The Broncos were not competitive in the first game this year. They got trounced at home 30-6. to That was embarrassing. I think they need to bring some emotion uh, in this game to Arrowhead and uh, if they're going to have a chance. And I do think they are going to have a chance. They're playing hard and they're playing well for Fangio. They're 5-8. and eight. They're likely to be, even if they win this game, they're likely to be eliminated from the playoffs, but the Broncos uh, do have some momentum going into the offseason, and uh, they hope to carry that into the offseason in these final three games. After the Chiefs, it's two home games against the Lions and against the Raiders, two winnable games there for Drew Locke and company. So it's all about Locke. It's all about uh, the Broncos finishing strong for Fangio and then getting Locke some pieces to help him out in the offseason. Uh, we'll be back again next week uh, to preview the Lions game. Until then, enjoy the game against uh, the Chiefs in Arrowhead. So thanks for listening again to week 15 of Cliss's Mic Drop, and we'll see you again next week.